Bush and Richie here with your Home Time Show podcast. Uh, you're going to hear a hell of a show. Uh, part of it is us going to be talking about how we got on playing uh, the, the train game Ticket to Ride the other night. Yeah, good our, fun. Our little team, uh, board game team night out thing, which is really cool. Just one question on, on trains, because you're a train person. Mm-hmm. Two people independently today have said the following. Uh, my friend Adrian said that he was on a he was on the big train from uh, Bath into central London for work. Yeah. So no matter how many people had masks on or not or whatever. Yeah. And then my hairdresser then said that she got the big train to Chelmsford. <laughs> Is big train a phrase for when people go on an overland train? Is that what people call it? I hope it's not becoming that way. Um I would imagine that both of those people have, have have like been in a place where the tube is a thing in their lives. Well, Adrian works for TFL. Oh well, there we go. So then. maybe is that? But you know, like think about listen to this now, right? If you're going on a train trip somewhere, like say you're going to see family up north. Do you say you're going on big train? I've now. Do you know what? I've never said I'm going on the big train ever <laughs> in my life, unless I was a child. <laughs> going on the big train. If you use that phrase, just tell us about it. Hometime at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. Purple rain last night, chilled out music like that would have been good for our team night out in the background. We had a good night, went out playing board games, didn't we? I really enjoyed myself. I know it's your sort of like, you know, your your normal fare, but for me it was new, I loved it. We might have converted Richie, which is a good thing. Um, but it, it took us a while to get going because, um, as ever is our way, we, we, we needed and wanted food first. Yes. And I must thank you for the intervention that you made when we were ordering food. We just, just sat in the pub <laughs> ordering food and I was casting my mind, uh, my eye down the, men- uh, the menu and I saw on there a kilo of chicken wings. Yes. And I thought, oh, I fancy chicken wings, I thought to myself. So I was like, right, I'll have them. And, just and a plate just full of chicken wings. That was what you're going to eat. That's what it was. But it, it was labelled a kilo of chicken wings. And then I'm th- sat there thinking to myself, oh, how much is that? I mean, I know a kilo's a kilo, but in parlance of chicken wings, is that a lot? I didn't know whether it was or not. It's not a helpful weight or measurement, is it, that? They should have, like, a, a something else. Like I, a... I, yeah, but say sort of like, you know, a bowl of chicken wings or a plate of chicken wings or, or give the number of wings. Human head. Size of a human head. When it actually <laughs> exactly. came out, it's probably about the size of a human's head. It was, the, it was the size of sort of like the kind of thing you do a <laughs> lasagna in. It was, it was absolutely huge. But the thing was that everyone decided they wanted it. Rather than me order a kilo of chicken wings for myself, everyone was like, no, we'll have one for the table. So then we're all dipping in. That was a near miss. It if was I'd a near miss. If I ordered that for myself, that would have been absolutely horrendous. Because it would have been like Henry VIII sitting there, digesting all of them. But people do that kind of thing. What, what is the most of one thing you've eaten in one sitting? I don't think I could have done that many wings, by well, the way. Well, you, you had a problem with me the other night when I went to the cinema on my own, and I told you what uh, McDonald's I snuck in in my oh, bag. Well, there we, share with everybody else this, what you do when you, when you do that. I, I could not believe this. This is my standard order, right? This is what I have whenever I go to McDonald's. Uh, I have two cheeseburgers, a large fries, and a, and a Coke. Because <laughs> the che- cheeseburger I can eat like that. I can breathe in a cheeseburger. Because one's not enough. One is not enough. So that's my one sitting. <laughs> what is the most you've done in one sitting? What can you do? What are you capable of? Bobby says, uh, Bush, that's pathetic. I can easily do a double quarter pounder meal with a 20 nugget share box chaser. <laughs> Come on, this is not... <laughs> It's not bragging match. This it's just, we're just trying to find out stuff. Yeah, we want to find out what what you've been able to do in one sitting. After I had a narrow escape last night, uh, misunderstanding the units that I was ordering in, and I nearly ordered a kilo of chicken wings. Could, do you think you could have eaten it? What when it turned up? When, when it I ter- saw what it was? Yeah. Um, if it wasn't timed, if I paced myself, because the thing is, all right, and this is what I was reasoning with you guys last night. Some of that weight is obviously bone. That's an unsettling sentence, isn't it? <laughs> well, no. Then you're talking about 500 grams of just 
chicken wing. Easy, sucking up all that meat, isn't it? Do that. <laughs> Pete, <laughs> Pete says, Cadbury's mini rolls, six or seven in one sitting, easy. Those little mini logs. That's just air, isn't it? <laughs> Mainly air, snap to brag about. Tasty air. Rob says, I once ate a whole Black Forest gatto, in brackets, proper size, <laughs> in one sitting. Couldn't oh, do it now, though. Dear. He says, them were the days. Here's something to make you hungry. A dozen crispy creams, not the plain ones, the fancy box, says Steve Cook. Uh, is there something that you've done in one sitting after I nearly, by mistake last night, nearly did <laughs> a kilo of chicken wings by mistake? Uh, what a start to board game night that would have been. <laughs> uh, Richie leaving on a stretcher. Some sticky old playing cards. Oh, imagine, oh, oh that's giving me anxiety. <laughs> the thought of you handling... Pla- <laughs> Top-end playing cards with greasy fingers <laughs> from chicken wings. Oh, uh, Reese says, when I was a little younger, I managed 24 roast potatoes in one sitting. I regularly have 14 to 16 potatoes these days. often wondered why roast potatoes aren't sold as a snack. It could be a great snack. I'd like to buy them. Uh, Jason, what's the most you've eaten in one sitting? Rita bags. How uh, much? I've been doing it. 24 in a packet, usually. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is unbelievable. So, I know, I is, know. is that for like you know? Because sometimes people have like a, a, a um, cereal as a dessert in the evening. Would that would that be when you'd have it, or are you talking just for breakfast? That many? Well, no, not for breakfast. I don't eat anything for my breakfast. I usually have it uh, when I come back, uh, come in from work. So you're coming from work, okay? Tell <laughs> us how you're having that. Those twenty-four Weetabix. Are you having are you having them conventionally with milk, or, or are you having them like rusks? Are you like in a washing-up bowl or a tiny bowl? <laughs> no, just a normal breakfast bowl. Usually four or five at a time. Three, three, in, three, three in whole and two crushed over the top of it. Sprinkled <laughs> like an oxo cube. He's an animal, Jason. We love you. <laughs> Sam tweets and says. This kilo of chicken wings, I've just looked it up. That's only about 16 wings. Is it? If that's the case, I'm going to go back. Maybe I've um, realised the error of my ways. I guess a kilo's a kilo, however <laughs> yeah. you kind of cut it. Um, I've taken us away from something I should have asked you earlier on just because we've gone down a bit of a food route on the show this evening, so I apologise. Are you ready for tomorrow night oh. after we spent yesterday's show giving you ideas for the Everton-Liverpool game? I was suggesting the airfix models. Have you got your mindfulness Ready for the footy. Do you know what? I've done quite a U-turn, actually. I want, I want to say a huge thank you to yourself and everyone with their excellent suggestions about how I can avoid the Merseyside derby tomorrow night. Yeah. Do something different, turn my phone off and not get stressed. However, quite a few people t- tweeted me to say, stand there and take your licks like the rest of us. Right. So I have uh, decided to accept fellow Evertonian David Vitti's kind offer of a place in his Everton fan mutual support group at a London pub down the road tomorrow night. We're going to watch the game together. <laughs> We're going to hold hands in a safe environment and pray. That is an... Um, I mean, that is a complete and utter U-turn. It's going to be like being with, like, seven or eight other people who've got a fear of flying. <laughs> it's going to be like one of those. So, watch this space tomorrow night. I'll be on the rosary beads. <laughs> What's the most you've done? Uh, in one setting. One sitting, even, as well. Both pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Andres, what was it for you? Well, it was tacos. Um, when I was a teenager, um, back home in Mexico, um, we used to get um, this taco man to just come over to parties or whatever, and he'd come around with, imagine like um, like a kebab sort of meat on a stick kind of thing, and he'd just dish out tacos from there. So me and my mates, we used to have competitions to see who could eat the most. Oh, Do you know what? How amazing uh, would it be, before we find out how many you had, if in parties when you were growing up, the taco man would turn That'd up. Incredible. The most we used to get in Devon would be like my, my mum or dad's mate who used to sell knockoff booze that wasn't the real thing. <laughs> taco man's so good. So go on then, how many did you get? What was the most amount of tacos that you could eat in one sitting? Uh, personal best was about 26. 
<laughs> I'm stuck in Richie's craw somewhat. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, admittedly, teenage years, right? You could do a lot more back then. But, um, yeah. And I wasn't even I wasn't even the winner of that. I had a mate that ate more than thirty. So how's he now? Um, yeah, fat, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> you are an absolute disgrace, a lot of you. We admire you, but we're worried about you. It was from our board game night last night where I nearly ordered a kilo of chicken wings, and a lot of people are also coming around to my thinking that half of that kilo probably was bone. That really is a hor- it's a horrible phrase that keeps popping up during the show. Half that kilo was bone. <laughs> uh, Mike says at a buffet at the Bellagio in Vegas. Ooh. See most. Big eating, you kind of think, done in some nasty cafe. The Bellagio. What a place to big eat. Uh, I ate two full-size pizzas, a bowl of spaghetti bolognese and three slices of chocolate cake. Could have gone out for more. Didn't want to be greedy. Uh, listen to this. Liz here from Whitby, North Yorkshire. I can eat these so-called family-sized trifles in one sitting. Family of what? Mice. All it consists of <laughs> is jelly, custard, fruit and cream. Gone in 60 seconds. Chocolate for breakfast eve tonight. Advent calendars tomorrow. Yes. What's that? Advent calendars tomorrow. Start getting chocolate for breakfast. Oh, God, I don't know. I don't really do them. You don't do advent calendars? They're for children. Advent mm, calendars are for differ. children. Beg to differ. For chocolate kids. for breakfast. Nothing bad about it. Unbelievable. All right, Willy Wonka. <laughs> Augustus Gloop. <laughs> so, as I mentioned a little bit earlier on, folks, I'm afraid to say that I've sustained quite a serious injury. It's a nasty one. It is, isn't it? Uh, I've got a cut in a location of my body that I would like to argue this evening on Home Time is the worst place to get a cut on the human body. It's quite a middle-class injury, this, so do bear with me. Uh, I was ripping open a, p- a four-pack of Fruit of the Loom T-shirts. Oh, you are kidding me. I didn't know that. I did not know that is how you suffered it. All the same colour as well. That's the kind of guy I am. If I like a T-shirt, I'll just buy loads of the same colour. Anyway, I was ripping it open, and one of the cardboards... You know, they've got, like, cardboard slats that holds the individual yeah. T-shirts in place. Um, cut through that little flap of skin that goes between your index finger and your thumb. You know that bit of skin that doesn't have a name? It's like webbing, isn't it? It's like a bit of webbing. Mm. And can you see that there? I've, I've got a little cut there. Awful. Isn't it terrible? Yeah, yeah. It's only a tiny little cut, but I tell you what, it's been a nightmare. And we thought we might explore this for this hour of home time. Try and work out now, just solve it, settle it once and for all, what is the worst place to get a cut on the human body? There is a go-to one immediately that I don't want to entertain. Okay. That I don't want to entertain. Could you point to that area? Because I don't know what quite what you mean. Yep, okay, fair enough. We don't need that one. Yep. Um, I will back you up on, um, on like, hand and finger injuries. Um, I, get, I, I get in the winter, like, you know, dry skin, and then what will happen, you'll get sort of, like, those little cuts on sort of, like, the wrinkles of, like, your fingers. Oh, yeah. Um, and you'll feel like it's going to heal, but then it'll get cold outside and you'll just, like, clench your fist or something or other and it almost feels like it just rips open again. It's like, oh, come on! It's just a tiny little cut, but it's quite painful. So painful. And then at the moment, hand gels everywhere. Oh, this you is it. You're washing your hands, you must get it with your webbing there and all that kind of stuff. And oh, it's so painful. Nearly passed out in boots. I bet you did. I nearly passed out in boots the other day. So, look, we would like your views on this. Where on the human body do you think is the worst place to get a cut? Can we just give you a little warning, though, right? Uh, we haven't had our tea yet. I don't know what your state of play is, but we don't want to see these photos on Twitter. No. At Absolute Radio. Tell us about them, by all means, but don't send us a photo. In fact, I'm going to click my mouse really loudly here. That's me just closing Twitter. Right, right I, I'm going to I'm going to look. I'll, I'll look for I'll look through on those welding shields, Matt. You're a braver please. man than me. But please don't send any photos. Uh, there's lots of agreement, actually, on uh, certainly hands and, uh, and fingers. Ben says, I cut... Or rather, sword uh, the <laughs> the skin between my fingernail, 
with an emery board from a pack of emery boards my mum once gave me. What? That's just what horrendous accident. It's awful. You wouldn't see that on the start of Casualty, but it's still a horrendous accident. Yeah. Uh, Nicola Oakley, uh, off of Yahoo, says, Solidarity, uh, the most middle-aged of all injuries. Uh, I've recently dropped a slow cooker at the weekend then cut myself on the ceramic shards as I was clearing up. Uh, worst place to get a cut, please. Uh, Roger, listen to this. Roger from Penrith says, Guys, I cut my hand in between thumb and index finger with an eight-inch knife opening oysters on Valentine's night. <laughs> I spent three hours in A&E. Not the most romantic night. Regards, Roger. <laughs> Nightmare. Uh, right, Steph, uh, worst place to get a cut? Yeah, it was, a, it was a number of years ago, but yeah, it was on, um, you know, the outside of your uh, foot where, the, where it's all numb? Yeah. <laughs> and I got hit by a surfboard it was in Australia, and it and it and it, it nicked it. The bloke didn't even say sorry, and um, and it took a year to heal. Oh, wow. a, year. a cut that takes a year to heal. <laughs> that, that... It, it did. It, honestly. You don't get little I nicks like that I mean, in, I'm like not... a Point Break, the surf movie or anything, do you? <laughs> Ow, that's really hurts. It's the back of my ankle. Get off. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, yeah, it, it did, and um, I don't know. I mean, I do exaggerate. I am. You know, I do tend to exaggerate, but it's, uh, yeah, it was um, a bit tough. Um, <laughs> brilliant. Thanks, brilliant Steph. Thanks, Thank Steph. You. Worst place to get a cut on the human body. Chris, what do you reckon? Corner of your mouth. From an envelope. Ah, oh, now we're wondering how you're going to be getting that. Yeah, that is grim. Yeah, definitely. Well, especially this time of the year. That's a good point. Uh, the weird thing as well is, like, imagine cutting yourself as you're, as you're licking a letter to send to someone. It suddenly changes the whole kind of uh, context. It feels a bit like a yeah. ransom note or something. Do you know what I mean? So, like a dirty letter. I wonder whether uh, it's people cutting their mouths on envelopes, which is slowly making um, Christmas cards ebb away in popularity. That could be what it is. Definitely. I think so. It's home time with Bush and Richie, the show that has a radio station for every decade. And right now, it's time to jump through time. Bush and Richie through the decades. With Tesco Mobile. One of you could be winning some cash as we take you through the decades. Can you answer a question from each of the Absolute Radio Decade stations sequentially to win yourself 500 quid? No one's done it for ages. Maybe we'll have a bit of luck with Claire. Hi, Claire. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you, Claire? I'm really good, thank you. How are you two? Yeah, we're good. I, I might be identifying things wrong. Is that a uh, is is that a Merseyside accent that I can hear there? How dare you? know it's um, Northern accent. It's from Middlesbrough. Oh, I got oh. that horrendously wrong, didn't I? She sounds like okay. Rachel. Rachel in our office. Uh, I do some terrible uh, uh, Geordie North accents to Rachel. Don't call me a Geordie either. Second oh. mistake. Second mistake. <laughs> oh dear, dear. Well, um, neither of us are, um, are getting on very well with you here, Claire. It's, uh, we're very sorry. We'll buy you a Palmo at some point. Will that smooth okay. things over? Now we're talking. All right. Okay. Yeah. I'll forgive you then. Phew. <laughs> right. Let's see if I can uh, make. <laughs> Up for this. Let's go through the rules, Claire. Seven questions, one from each of our sister stations. Uh, Absolute Radio, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties, 10s and the present day. You've got 60 seconds on the clock to get all seven correct. You can't pass on a question, and when the time's up, the game is over. Does that all make sense? That's great, thank you. Accents aside, Claire, which decade would you like to start with and we'll calibrate our time machine? Um, 60s, please. In the 60s. Nice. And don't forget, if you, if um, unfortunately you don't make it out, you get stuck in that decade for the rest of your life. Right, Claire, okay. let's go through the decades. Through the decades. 60s. Which 1969 film starring Michael Caine, Benny Hill and a host of Mini Coopers? 
Michael Caine, Benny Hill, and Minnie Cooper's 1969 film. Oh. Oh my god, oh my god. Uh, great scare, not great scare. Blow the bloody doors off! Oh. Oh, god. <laughs> Pass. You can't. You can't. Um, I can blow the bloody doors off. There's some amazing impressions in, in this. Oh my it? god, I'm just totally, this is rubbish. It's alright. Um. um uh, bus on a hill. Bus resting on a hill. This could be the word in the middle. Oh, this could be the worst one ever. This it is, could be. You put me off about middle square. Um, pizza, pasta, minis. Yes! yes. At least you're not stuck in the sixties. Oh no, you are lost in time. Courtesy of Home Time with Bush and Richie. I'm afraid you are stuck in the 1970s. Even we didn't even get a chance to ask you a question. I'm afraid I am absolutely rubbish. No, you're not. Well, she is a little bit. <laughs> what happened, Claire? What happened? You're going to be the talk of the town after this. Oh, oh, I don't even want to think about it. Oh, Claire. Oh, dear. I don't know what to say, really, to be honest with you. On another no, day... Like, on I another... am. Because I'm, I'm, I'm traumatised by you actually calling me a Geordie, that's the problem. I'm not being a bit over that. Now, Claire, don't I... put this on us, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Have a long, hard look at yourself in the mirror tonight, and maybe at some point in the future you can come back on and try and put this right. But you are trapped okay. in the all 70s. Right, thank you. Uh, we play again tomorrow. If you can't wait until then, uh, you can gen up on it by playing the Through the Decades game on your Amazon smart speaker right now by simply turning to it and saying, open the Through the Decades game. Reaction coming in already to Claire, another contestant <laughs> trapped uh, in uh, our time machine, our time travel game through the decades. Uh, Toffee Dean says you're both putting your foot in it there with Claire. And then someone unfairly says, uh, Jeff says, she's stuck in the 70s, also known as Middlesbrough, <laughs> which is unfair. If you, if you can do better, try the app, have a little go on it, and then get in touch to play. Took a bit of a risk last night. Uh, I was in charge of booking our team building night because it'd been a you know a long couple of weeks and we thought we needed a bit of cheering up and everything. So I booked us a team building board game night. And it took place last night at the Parcel Yard, the pub in King's Cross. We had a few beers, played a few board games, played Ticket to Ride, Dobble, Settlers of Catan. What did you think, Richie? Well, I mean, venue. I mean, it was train-related, and then we ended up playing, like, a train-related board game. So I had great... Do you know, I had great fun. I know it's I didn't even think about that. The the venue is train-based as well, because it's in King's Cross Station. Pennies just dropped for me. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, I know this is your thing, board gaming, all right, and and, and going to all your, your, your board game nights and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Never done it. Um, I loved it. Absolutely loved it? it. We should we, we do it more. We could we could even do like a a, a listener night. You know, get people along, have tables, all that. It's kind of good thing. for your soul because you know I think one of the best things about board games, as we discovered last night, is that no one's on their phone, which no. is great. And you sat around our whole little you know home time show team sat around having a couple of beers, playing Ticket to Ride, and really getting into it and talking and everything. Mm. It is good for the soul. And you're right. We should we should do something like that. Um, once all this madness has died down a little bit, get all the home time listeners together, yeah, go and have a massive. Board board game night somewhere. We, that quite, is on the cards. I'm quite competitive. I was worried about myself. There wasn't as many arguments as I thought or feared there could be on a team building night. Although there was one moment where you did pipe <laughs> up a little bit. Have a listen to this during Ticket to Ride. How come, yeah, really like go, Mr. Mr. Rules, Mr. <laughs> let's, all do, let's, let's all do a board game night, absolutely romping away with it, 
Excellent. And Mr. Never Played Before and Mr. Like Asking Innocent Questions <laughs> is bringing up the ring. <laughs> this is hooky. <laughs> so I think what happened was, right, so at the beginning you didn't know what was going on with tickets, no. right? Then, then you realised, ah, I understand now, and then you got a little bit frustrated about... You felt like I wasn't possibly telling you the rules properly at the beginning. I don't want to argue now, a day on, you're reframing the narrative. What was going on was you were explaining the rules and doing really, really well. I'm trying to learn and doing really, really badly, but I, I just... I don't know. I don't know quite what was happening there. I've got a feeling I was being played. Uh, here's a, just a tiny little clip of us playing Dobble, which is a brilliant little game of Snap, kind of with symbols, but uh, just some of our responses after a couple of shandies were interesting. Uh, um, a clef thing. A what? Clef. Shut up. A clef again. Oh, my God. Um, wake up. Uh, um, Ice cube. Oh, man. Mooney. Oh. Um, <laughs> lips. Oh. Lips. <laughs> Carrots! Broke uh, clown. Oh, back in the game. Hearts. Oh, back in the game. So the no! Oh. I was there! Um, Snowflake. Uh, lightning bolt. There you go. So a great night was had by all. And <laughs> let's let's just say we, we shall do we shall meet again on this whole board yeah, gaming thing I'm again in the that. future. Big time. Watch this space. Another observation from last night, Bush, from a from a board game novice. Uh-huh. Ticket to Ride Europe we were playing, right? Yep. Um, the pieces are all very posh, aren't they? Like you, the tins that the cards come in and the board, the, the actual like gaming board itself is really ornate. I was really blown away as to how posh everything was. Do you know what? This is one of the things, actually. This is the, We were playing the Ticket to Ride Europe 15th Anniversary Deluxe Edition. I've, I've played Ticket to Ride a load of um, times before. but Deluxe Edition? This is the Deluxe Edition, right. so it's like a bigger box. All the pieces are amazing. They are beautifully painted little yeah. ornate trains so, so if you love your trains and all that kind of stuff it's an amazing but you know you've got this thing about this kind of appeal of a game when it when it's out on the table as you all know I'm, I'm a board game nerd but sometimes half the battle of getting people to play a game is if it looks good yeah uh, and then what they've done is kind of uh, deluxed up all of the the components to make them kind of like if you walk past what we were playing last night yeah walk past that on the table you'd kind of stop and think yeah. oh what's that I'm interested in playing it so there's a real kind of uh, joy of kind of spicing things up a bit taking it to the next level I did that with my first ever car, Ford Fiesta. What do you mean? You, you uh, upgraded? <laughs> yeah, so like you got your Ford Fiesta um, and to try and upgrade it, bear in mind, 17, you know, not much money and all that kind of stuff. I thought, oh, I want to make this a bit more deluxe. Bit nice. So yeah. I went and bought a walnut gear knob. Ooh, <laughs> walnut gear knob. <laughs> yeah, took the old one off, <laughs> put a new one on, didn't fix it very well. It, made, it, it was like you were driving a coach, made the gear yeah. stick sort of like up at shoulder height, but... I thought it looked good. See, I love it when people do that, though. And this, I mean, this is quite big in you know in the board gaming community where people will say, oh, I don't really like the components, so I'll get, I'll, I'll deluxify it up a bit and get some yeah. more fancy pieces and stuff. But even just in general life, if, if you're listening to this right now and if there's somebody in your life that you love so much that you've deluxed it up a little bit, yeah. uh, upgraded for whatever reason, just because you love it... Walnut gear knobs. Walnut gear knobs, <laughs> fancy train pieces from Ticket to Ride Europe, anything goes, tell us about it tonight. Yeah, we can't do two nights out. We, I mean, I'd love... I'd love to go again tonight, but we can't, couldn't do two nights on the trot. That'd be a dream, wouldn't it? Two nights of board game, gaming back to back. Would you know somewhere to take us right now, unplanned? I would do, you know. I know quite a few different places. Board game cafes. If you're into board games, but we've had some lovely texts from people. It's good that there's there's a lot of love for board gaming out there. We're, we're trying to get into it a bit more. We want to do a big thing with you guys in the new year. Uh, can I just can I can I do a little um, plug for my little podcast? Yeah. I do a board game. It's called Bush's Board Game Thing weekly podcast. If you like your board games, try it out. One thing I did notice about you, Richie, uh, obviously being slightly new to the hobby, and I always find it fascinating to see initially how people behave when they start playing board games. I've noticed that you're a card spreader. 
What's that? So there's two different types of people. There's people who, when you, you've got a game like Ticket to Ride and you've got a set of cards you don't want other people to see. Yeah. There's people who kind of put them quite close to their face, like they're playing poker. Yeah. And then there's people like you who, uh, quite naively, but I don't mean in a bad way, <laughs> and endearingly naively, you you put them out on the table. And you, you're an organised person. You're an organiser. I am an organiser. I, I have systems for everything I do in life. So I have to have things... You know, in in columns, grouped in different colours. Everything's. I can't. I can't be a fanner. There's so many people on Twitter last night commented on the photo. What the hell is Richie doing? <laughs> Putting all of his cards out on the <laughs> so everyone can see what was going on. You wouldn't last five minutes in a casino. <laughs> uh, watch this space. Uh, so fantastic. Load of photos as well from last night. If you follow us on Twitter at Absolute Radio. See all my game cards. You can have a little look. See how he was getting on. Going back to Big Train at the beginning of the podcast. I think mean, that'd be a really good name for a group. Uh, well, I, it would be. I can imagine you fronting a band, so Richie Firth yeah. and Big Train <laughs> house bands. <laughs> so okay, let's just think about this. So okay, first of all, what kind of act am I with my house band? I think it's Motown. <laughs> Mot- yes. Motown. Yeah. Rich and tonight's house band is Richie Firth and Big Train. Would you play in Big Train? I'd be a saxophone player. Awesome. Be brilliant. 